You're everything that I need. Because you supply it all. My needs according to your riches. In glory. You are my God. <laughs> and you're more. Y'all could have keep singing. <laughs> you are my God. And you are more than enough. Uh. But for me, you are more than enough. Mm. If you have your Bibles with you, um, let's turn to Psalms 23. Psalms 23, a familiar passage of Scripture. Psalms 23. In Psalms 23, David shows us that he is more than enough. Because he supplieth all of my needs. Psalms 23, and he reads thus in our hearing. It said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You say, yea, 
Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoint my head with oil, my cup run it over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You may be seated. From this passage of scripture, I want to ask the question this morning, is the Lord your shepherd? Is the Lord your shepherd? It's amazing the things that God uses as stepping stone, as foundational pieces that would become a guide or a compass. Somewhat of a north star to the slaves who were trying to escape. Runaway slave would locate the north star, and if they could find the north star, they would head towards the north star. Because they realized if they head towards the north star, they would be heading in the right direction, heading towards their freedom. For David, it was the sheep and the shepherd relationship. It was, it was with this knowledge that David said in Psalms 28 verse 9, when he invited the Lord to be shepherd over Israel and to bear them up forever. You see, often the very thing that becomes so relevant was never perceived as such until God begins to use it to bring about clarity in our lives. See, David was the forgotten one. See, David was the ignored one, the one that was isolated out of all of Jesse's son. David was the one that wasn't thought about when the prophet came to anoint one of Jesse's son as the future king. David was the one with the undesired responsibility, and it's that same undesired responsibility that God would use to give clarity to David, demonstrating the type of relationship that God desired to have with his people. So Psalms 23, this opening metaphor was perfect for David because he understood the importance of the shepherd in the life of the sheep. He understood the nature and characteristics of the sheep. Some would describe the sheep as being dumb because they always seem to be lost. But I want to describe them today as having somewhat of a foolish innocence. 
David also understood the desire of the shepherd to care and protect his sheep. He understand the length that the shepherd would go to ensure that the sheep was safe and secure. He understand the potential danger that the sheep face on a day-to-day basis. David understood when it comes to the sheep and the shepherd relationship. David was clear of the expectation. David was clear of the protection. David was clear of the provision. And it's with this knowledge that David penned the Psalms 23. In verses 1 to 4, he presents the Lord as the great shepherd. The great shepherd who provides for and protects his sheep. In, in verse 5 to verse 6, he presents him as the gracious host who provides abundantly for his guests. Yes, David has experience as a shepherd from an early age. He had experience as a host from being a king. Because as a king, there will be occasion when you will be host of banquets. So David understood on two aspects what it means to be a shepherd and what it means to be a host. But the thing that impressed me that David didn't view himself as a king. Regardless of the level that he was raised, he still viewed himself as that sheep that needed a shepherd. You see, no matter the position we have attained in life, if we are in him, we are always the sheep of his pastors. It doesn't matter to the level we have attained. We're always in need of the shepherd. It doesn't matter the level we have, what we have attained. We still need a shepherd. We still need to be provided for. We still need to be protected. Because we still have the tendencies of wanting to do things our own way. We still have of exhibited one that has foolish ignorance. So David said the Lord is the Lord, his person, Jehovah, the, the existing one, the self-existing one, the, the eternal one, the Lord. He is my shepherd. The Lord, he is my shepherd. Everything in this passage is hinged in who the Lord is personally. It's not about who he is collectively. 
It's all about who he is personally. Who he is to me, who he is to you, and who he is to us. David is pointing this picture. He is expressing the abundant care that the Lord gives to his people. Let me say this. He is Lord regardless of how you view him. He is Lord regardless of whether or not you believe in him. He is Lord whether or not you trust him. He is Lord whether or not you call upon him. There is nothing you can do to change the fact that he is Lord. But when it begins to get personal, when he becomes yours, then there is a part that you pay in that acquisition. You have to believe in him. You have to trust him. You have to rely on him. You have to come up under his care. You have to come up under his reign for him to be your Lord. So David said he's not just the Lord, but he is my Lord. Because I have learned how to trust him. I have learned how to be obedient to him. I have learned how to come up under his care. I've learned how to allow him to spread his wings and be the hedge of protection around me. The Lord. You see, he can be Pastor Venice Lord and not yours. He can be Wayne's Lord and not yours. He can be the preacher Lord and not yours. It doesn't matter how often you're in the house. He can be your Lord and not the preacher's Lord. Because the preacher can be, preach because he's gifted, but it doesn't mean that he is surrendering to the lead of God. So when it comes to my Lord, it is personal. And so David take this personal approach about the Lord. So he said, the Lord is my Shepherd, I shall not want. But before I get there, I remember Jesus saying, Why call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? So, David, let me get back to David. So, David. 
said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. What David is saying in, in verse 2, that he sustains me. He, he sustained me. He restored my soul. Everything that I'm in need of, he, he, he provides. I am not in lack because the Lord is my shepherd. For the sheep to lay down and rest, they must be free of all fear, Friction, hunger, flies, any agitation. Because if the, if the sheep is agitated, the sheep cannot rest. Can you imagine how much God does for us to rest? Can you imagine how much he does for us to lay our head down and go to sleep? Do you realize that warring will cause you to be restless? But he gives us peace that surpasses all understanding peace that don't make sense because of the things we face because of what I'm going through it makes no sense that I can lay my head down and rest but it is that good shepherd supplying all of my needs because it doesn't matter who you are at some point you need some rest you need to be revived. You need to be re-energized. He sustains me. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. One of the things that the shepherd would do, the shepherd will anoint the sheep head with, 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 with oil because the sheep has a tendency to sometimes hit its head against hard object. Sometimes the sheep have the tendency to push its head in between thorns and those thorns leave wounds and those wounds attract flies and when flies are being attracted, the, the, the sheep become weary. And so the shepherd would anoint the head of the sheep with oil or that was used to keep the flies away, to help heal the wound, that the sheep can have some peace, that the sheep would be able to rest. There are agitation everywhere. 
But when we understand how it will drive us to madness, when we understand how much it has been God that has been protecting us, that has been God who has been nurturing us, it has been God that has been covering us, has been anointing our heads with oil, when we understand this concept of what the shepherd does to the sheep, we couldn't help but saying thank you for all that you have done for me. When we realize that if it wasn't for him, I would be dead sleeping in my grave. I got to say thank you. When I realized without him, I would be tossed and driven like a ship without a sail. I have to say, thank you. But what this shepherd does is not a one-off thing. It's a reoccurring theme. He keeps on anointing. He keeps on providing. He keeps on protecting. He keeps on comforting. He just keeps on providing for his sheep. He said, he leadeth me. But where does he lead me and why? He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name sake. See, God is going to protect his name. Because everything is hinged on his name. So often time in the Bible, we often say for his name sake. He's always protecting his name. So the shepherds is always leading the sheep in the path of righteousness. And it's always the right path in the eyes of the shepherd and not the right path in the eyes of the sheep. So we don't have the leisure of telling God which part, which path is the right path. Because his righteousness and our righteousness is not the same righteousness. The Bible tells us that my righteousness is as filthy rags. But if I can allow him to lead, if I can allow him to guide me, if I can allow myself to be obedient unto him, to come up under his, his rule, his reign, then his righteousness will gradually be imputed to me. His righteousness will start to rub off on me. So then I begin to walk as he walk. I begin to step where he step because he's leading me in the path of righteousness. 
You see, God gets a good reputation when the righteousness that is his becomes ours. He leads us to walk with him, to be committed, to be loyal, and to be faithful to him. Verse 4 says, so yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. You see, the, a gift of the shepherd is his presence. Is being in his presence. A comfort of the shepherd is being in his presence. Because once I'm in his presence, I know that I'm protected. Once I'm in his presence, I know that I'm cared for. He said his rod and his staff, they comfort me. You see, the staff is used to fight off attackers. And the rod is often used to guide the sheep. But occasionally, when the sheep is wandering away from the foal, the shepherd will use his staff to break that sheep leg. He would band up that leg, and then he would pick that sheep up, and carry that sheep along with him so the sheep can develop this closeness. So the sheep can be next to his heartbeat. So the sheep can become so familiar with his mannerism, how he smells, how he acts, how he behaves, that when, he, when the sheep legs become healed, and he placed the sheep back on the ground, the sheep will follow him everywhere that he goes. My question, has God broken your legs? Has God ever have to break your legs? Because he will, if that's what it takes to bring you close to him. If that's what it takes for you to understand his heartbeat. If that's what it takes for you to develop this closeness to him. This protector not only protects his sheep from the surrounding danger. But he protects the sheep from itself as well. By the breaking of the leg. Verse, verse 5, he said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This speaks of blessing in the presence of danger. So God will bless you amid your enemies. He will put on a show concerning you to provoke your enemies to run to him. He will, prov he will use you to protect, to, to, to provoke 
your enemies to jealousy. Because God doesn't want to just save you and protect you. He want to save others as well. How many times do you go through issues and you, people look at you and wondering, how are you still standing? How are you still holding on? It's only because of the goodness of God. But in that moment, someone can see that your God is real. That your God is a keeper. That it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. He has the ability to give me peace in the midst of any situation. In the midst of any circumstances. He says, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. He said, I am, I am assured because of who my God is. I am assured because he is my Lord. I am assured because he is my shepherd that goodness and mercy is coming on right behind me. That no matter what's to the left or the right of me, I have my shepherd in front of me leading me. And I have goodness and mercy as my rear guard. I have goodness and mercy coming up behind me, shielding me, protecting me as I keep on looking forward at the heels of my shepherd, walking in his footsteps, following him obediently, following him diligently. Goodness and mercy. He says, surely goodness and mercy. I have no doubts about it. I am positive about it. I, uh, it is guaranteed that it is there. Surely. And it's all because the Lord is my shepherd. If I could have a conversation with David today, I would ask him, I said, David, as a young boy who was out in the wilderness by yourself, tending these sheep, how were you able to kill the bear and the lion? I'm sure David would say, the Lord is my shepherd. 
If I could ask him, David, how did you manage to kill Goliath? He would respond, the Lord is my shepherd. If I ask him, David, how were you able to escape the wrath of Saul? The Lord is my shepherd. David, how were you able to find safety in the enemy camp? Without being hurt, he would say, the Lord is my shepherd. I was able to survive because of the Lord. I was able to stand firm because of the Lord. I was able to escape the enemy because of the Lord. I was able to stand. I was able... To be obedient, I was able because the Lord is my shepherd. Is the Lord your shepherd today? Is the Lord your shepherd? So all through the passage, David is painting a perfect picture of Christ. As the sheep who followed the instruction of his father. Behold the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world. As the good shepherd who leads his sheep. Found in John 10, 14. Say, I am the good shepherd. He said, I know my sheep. And I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. It brings Christ to us in all his tenderness, with all his compassion. It brings Christ to us as the one who anoints us with his spirit. As the anoint kings and, and, and priests, he points us to Christ who gives us a permanent dwelling place. Where, as my brother said, that I am in him, he is in me, and we are in the Father. But he also tells us that in my father's house there are Many mentioned, if it wasn't so, I would have told you, and lo, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you will be also. Perhaps he's not your shepherd. Perhaps you don't have the care that David is talking about. Perhaps you don't trust him the way you ought to. I'm hoping that when you see the things that the Lord actually does for his sheep, that you'll be inclined to, to, to give him a try. I hope that you'll be inclined to taste and see that the Lord is good. 
I hope you'll be able to taste and see how much of a provider he is. How much of a deliverer he is. How much of a protector he is. Will you make him your shepherd today? He is called, he said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. That's a good shepherd. That's a good shepherd. So I hope you can answer this question today. Is the Lord your shepherd? And if, he is, and if the answer is no, that you will make him your shepherd. God bless you. Is the Lord your shepherd? I don't care how many times you may have heard that song. I don't care how well you can quote it. I don't care how often you are able to say it. If you don't.